0: No more defenses. Our army is wiped out. Artillery, air force, everything wiped out. Maybe the last broadcast. We'll stay here to the end.
1: Welcome to another podcast from Media and the End of the World. Ralph, how you
2: doing? I'm I'm great. I have seen the greatest minds of my generation starving, naked, you know, like that.
1: Like that, of course. Like
2: that. So yeah, but uh, moving through uh, 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 a very highlighting uh, highlighted. Uh, complex media environment wherein uh, the rules keep changing as soon as you figure out how everything works and always keeping us on the cutting edge of what's going to happen next. So I'm very excited.
1: <laughs> oh, good. I, I, I can feel the enthusiasm coming from your I, voice it's, today.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the holiday season. Uh, it's a collection of holidays I don't really understand. But people seem to like them. Uh, my dog is very excited. I would like to point out that my dog is completely unaware of, of her eventual death. <laughs> And I always find that to be an amazing cat, and I envy it. I want that. I want that so bad. I think about this way too much. I think about. I think about the fact that my dog doesn't think about her own death too much.
1: Well, if your if your dog was Dart, maybe they would be more aware of uh, their mortality. Yvette, how are you?
0: I am good. I have an eighteen year old cat.
1: <laughs>
2: oh wow! Oh, who, I should, who, yeah. I, who
0: I think actually does
1: think about his impending. <laughs> yeah.
2: And the cat should be. Uh, it's, it's writing its memoirs, or yeah. uh, ordering tombstones on the no, internet.
0: No, he, he just sits very still very often, and my husband will sometimes then go up and go up to him and say, "Hey, are you alive?" That's not very nice.
1: <laughs> and all of our cats should be concerned if there is a dart in the house.
2: Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. All
1: right, today we are continuing our discussions in the fall season of Netflix, looking at Stranger Things two, the sequel to the smash hit of last year, Stranger Things.
2: Does the fact that we're talking about two Netflix series in a row mean that we have become tools of the Netflix empire?
0: No. No? It only means that we are no longer tools of the cable
2: empire. Ah, okay. I like that. Ah, so, yeah. So, constraint is freedom. Okay, I get it.
1: (laughs) Stranger Things 2 dropped on Halloween, and episode 1 drops us into Halloween 1984. Our cast of characters is dressed up as uh, Ghostbusters.
0: <laughs> <Da-da-da>. <laughs> so, Anat,
2: where were you in 1984
0: on Halloween? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know, but I know. I know what city I was in at least. Which was? Um, I was. Gosh, I do need to think. I was in Gary, Indiana.
1: Ah, mm-hmm. Gary, Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. Mm-hmm.
2: I've heard Adam, that song too many times. Where were you?
1: um i believe my parents were getting married at the time i was not even a thought
2: <laughs> the truth comes out not even a twinkle a lot younger than the rest of us
1: i, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the culture of 1984 I, I as was, a michael jackson fan myself
2: yeah. uh yeah no it was uh it was an exciting it was the i i was in los angeles at that time was i no 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 i yeah no i was i had just moved to los angeles then so, yeah, well, was I' very excited. I mean, imagine
1: Gary, Indiana is a lot like Hawkins, right? There's mm-hmm. some similarities potentially, y-
0: yes, uh, yes, but even a lot poorer and <laughs> with the race and with a lot more racial yeah. issues uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I> should, <laughs> although I, there was a hint of the fact that there actually were black people in season two of stranger things, so you never know there may be like some but issues beyond the
2: central. African-American participant in the central group. Well,
0: we know that the, he, he at least has a family is what yes. we know.
2: We <laughs> know right. that. Yeah.
0: Because he was just, you know, kind of this, this uh, orphan child yeah. last time. So Yeah. There <laughs> no. was less debating
1: who was Winston, potentially. Yes. In of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> that's, yes, that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful moment. That was I love great. That. Uh-huh. I love that. Nobody wanted to be here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about just stranger things in general and sort of what – what it, what it captured potentially last year and what made you excited or, or less excited about this. As you hark back to thinking about what your first experience was with Stranger Things last year, what are those immediate thoughts that you have?
0: Well, I, I'll just say that I actually jumped in late and I watched, I binged season one of Stranger Things, but it was right after I saw It, the movie It, ah. the remake. And I love, I, I love... Uh, shows where the child actors are so freaking amazing. And of course, the, the cast in it was great. And I knew that one of the actors in it was also in Stranger Things. So I had high hopes for the, the, the child cast. And of course, I was blown away. Blown away. They're so, such wonderful actors. Definitely
1: a lot of Stephen King references i feel like in stranger things yeah, yeah. Like they, they ripped off of it a lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: and and even the font style i think is a stephen king i think it was i'm going to get this wrong and somebody's going to get mad but i thought it was that the different seasons font where i'd originally seen that but maybe not uh, but in any event my first experience of it was that it was my my uh, my lovely wife laura channels the 80s because whereas you know i was still trying to figure out why the 70s were so horrible in 1984 she was definitely grooving on what the 1980s were so for her this is a really interesting combination of things and she also happens to be an enormous Stephen King fan so I think all of those uh fell together and of course Winona Ryder who was you know the transcendent goddess for quite a long chunk of time there
1: absolutely well, this season we're introduced to a handful of new characters. Uh, we've got Sean Astin playing Bob uh, from Lord of the Rings and maybe more notably for Stranger Things, uh, the Goonies. We also, uh, we also got uh, Paul Reiser from Aliens.
2: Mm-hmm playing i think the same role
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think you're right
2: (laughs) like he's older but it's earlier so i think he's it's a benjamin button thing that's going on with paul riser there
1: kind of a time warp (laughs) and then last i think the, the last two well i think there's probably three major characters that get added as well we've got the the siblings billy and max and then we've also got eight I think we'll we'll talk probably a lot about eight and and that specific episode, episode seven, although she is introduced at the top of the series as well. Yes. What do you think of, of Billy and Max?
0: Well, um, so love Mad Max. I mean, she is so much fun. And we knew we needed a counterpart to Elle. We needed a female counterpart, uh, someone who had the same spunky character, but in a different way um again another i don't know their their real names but another wonderful actor and i think she really spoke to um to what this character needed um the the brother though is just creepy as all get out (laughs) yeah and i gotta tell you in the very beginning before we really knew because because when i watch a show i don't do a lot of back reading because i don't want to accidentally have any spoilers or I just want to go in fresh. Right. So I didn't really even know necessarily that they were brother and sister. They could have been, he could have kidnapped her. I don't know what was going on because he's had such a creepy vibe. And I wondered maybe even was there some abuse going on? Because I don't know, my mind tends to go there because in these creepy, you know, shows. Um, but yeah, he he's very disturbing.
1: Yeah. I, and I, I watched something where the Duffer brothers said they developed the Billy character. Like they needed a really strong heel. This this time around, uh, they had tried to sort of make Steve the heel. Mm -hmm. Steve turns out to be—he's Alan Alda now. Yeah, yeah, he he kind (laughs) of becomes a lovable character. (laughs) after
2: time. Um, he was really, a time. You know, he did, did you see he was, I can't remember who he was doing them for, but he was in commercials for a bit. Oh, interesting. And so he like crossed over into, uh, you know, from that, and it was, I mean, basically the same character, which I don't think is that different from like him. Co-
0: Contemporary commercials? Yeah, yeah. How, yeah. Wh- after, was,
2: between season one and season two. Was the
0: hair the same?
2: Yeah, well, it was a little bit. I think it's fake. It was yeah. okay. quite okay. as extreme. Right. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was pretty normal. But, that was some pretty amazing hair. Yeah, it was amazing hair. One interesting fact but, I learned. Of, but, oh, but before before we get too far away from hair the mullet <laughs> that is the most now again i was living in la at the time and that kind of a mullet was actually kind of popular among a certain like class of people who that's just hanging nasty hanging around the sunset strip um it yeah no it is it's it was just nasty. like yeah
1: yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably uh, I'd side with Steve Hare this this time around.
0: <laughs> I have nothing against the mullet per se, but that was just a very nasty form of a mullet. That, I just yeah. have to
2: say it was it was like the mullet with like the the perm up in front. Yeah, too. And it was just like perm
0: in the front and not a real yeah, good party in the
2: back. Right. right yeah.
1: <laughs> so the same interview that I was watching, in the Duffer Brothers talking about. Kind of developing the characters of Billy and Mad Max they gave away some interesting tidbits about uh, I think it was in the first episode might be in the second episode within the arcade. And you've got all the great 80s arcades there. Um, we see them playing Dig Dug, which is sort of this metaphor um, for the, the shadow monster and sort of creating the tunnels. Uh, and then you also see them playing Dragon's Lair, which is supposed to be this metaphor. It's, it's Dustin and Lucas who are playing Dragon's Lair. And the, the idea of this metaphor is how they're going to they're gonna be this uh, uh, unfolding story about them both going after Max and sort of the love triangle that's created between Dustin and Lucas and Max. In L.A., were you spending much time in the arcades?
2: And uh, was I I had I had actually gotten over my arcade fascination by then, which was mostly uh, what's the one they talk about it in Ready Player One a lot. Uh, Robotron 2048 or something like that. I got the, the years wrong, but I just remember how psychotic that game was. And it was like too much. I was like, OK, I have to stop this. This is going to hurt if I keep doing this. I I walked away. I re- I used my last quarter and walked away.
1: What was the arcade scene like in Gary, Indiana?
0: You know, I was not an arcade rat at all. You know, I loved, you know, going to carnivals and doing some things like that, but I never was really into the arcades, not even in Chicago where I'm from. And we'll segue into the Chicago discussion and see when we get to episode seven. But
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to go there because I, I think that is certainly one of the pieces that really distinguishes Stranger Things 2 from Stranger Things, where Stranger Things stays within Hawkins. Um, we get to leave Hawkins for an entire episode, which feels like its own sort of standalone piece, in which we get to see sort of an urban environment, right? Right. Where Eleven does uh, get transported to Chicago based off of the advice that she's received from uh, her mother and runs into eight.
0: And it's interesting because when she leaves, she leaves Hawkins, which clearly is a dangerous place for her, and she comes to the big city, which also could be a very dangerous place for her, except for the fact that she can pretty much take care of herself and kill anybody. But, <laughs> uh, but there's a scene when she first gets off the bus and she's walking you know, just around. And it's, it's so reminiscent of those of other movies where there's a girl fresh from some small town and she's very vulnerable mm. and she looks vulnerable. Yeah. Of course, she's not vulnerable at all, but she looks vulnerable. Um, just trying to find her way. I mean, that th- th- I think, I think what seven episode seven was, was all about was, was finding her place and family. And she, she didn't really feel like she had family in Hawkins because Papa, you know, as, as much as she thought of him as a papa, you know, he's not there. She's having the argument, you know, you know, with the sheriff or I'm sorry, what's his, what's his tie? The
1: chief. Hopper.
0: With Hopper. Um, and she's angry. So she's really looking, she's looking to find her place in the world because it's no longer at the, at the laboratory. Um, it's her, you know, she goes to find her mother Um, that doesn't work out very well, but through the, through the psychic connection she makes with the mother, she, she finds out that there's another girl and she finds her. And for a while, I think she thinks, okay, this is going to be my family, but it's not because, you know, this girl has been away from, let's, let's just say this: she's been away from Hawkins far too long (laughs) and she has, you know, and, and, and I think she, she herself even realizes that at the end when, when Elle feels like she has to, to go and return back to to Hawkins, but um, again, you know, we see different kinds of people. Um, maybe you can compare it from one of the Star Trek you know series to the one that that only that only was a Deep Space Nine that never goes anywhere. Yeah,
1: it was Deep Space Nine. <laughs> so so they Which actually, was, I have to
2: say, my favorite. Okay, I, I'm like one of two people on Earth. Yeah, I think through, you're right. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I
2: do, But
0: I gotta say, I don't know that it was as satisfying. For me, because, you know, I mean, it's all about Hawkins. I mean, that's where we want to be. That's where the interesting characters are. That's what's going on. It was good to see her in this new atmosphere and to see her, you know, try to find perhaps this family that she's looking for. Um, I like the fact that these two girls who were taken advantage of uh, in their own way found strength. Now, eight is... Damaged, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And you may say 11 is too. But I think 11 coming back home, you know, she she can come back home, I think, 8 can never come back home. Yeah, I get the
1: sense that episode seven was where Netflix went, all right, we're gonna give you a bigger budget and you can build another set. And they (laughs) said, all right, let's let's, let's go (laughs) to Chicago. Let's Let's just make some eye candy because aesthetically, it was a lot of fun to watch that episode, right? You got all the 80s colors, you got the, uh, I don't know, I don't don't know if it was more like beat it, or if it was more like Ninja Turtle yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It has yeah. a lot
2: of, lot, lot of yeah. weird well, characters and
0: colors. Speaking of hair, let's just talk
2: about Elle's hair for a minute. <laughs> well, <laughs> and before, makeup! Before we get there, in uh, uh, the way she had, I thought it was really interesting because they partly, partly used the idea that Hopper was trying to disguise her as a Russian or something, <laughs> I think she gets accused of being. But there was something really kind of interestingly ambiguous about her presentation, the whole first part before the Chicago thing. And she gets what they refer to as punk, which I think is actually really funny because it's many, many years past punk. And it's not really punk. It's really kind of new romantic, which was a different kind of look altogether. It's kind of
0: like suddenly seeking... Susan, yeah, was something yeah. like that. Was that the name of that show? Yeah, that movie? yeah. Desperately Seeking <laughs> desperately, Susan. Desperately yeah, Seeking. Yeah. It was kind of that vibe I think. But
2: the, but before that uh, Elle's presentation when she's at home with Hopper was very it wasn't girl at all. Right. It was very like gender neutral which I thought like, was really interesting mm-hmm, and I didn't mm-hmm. know if they were actually going to end up and I don't think they, they quite ended up doing what they could have done with that but definitely the idea of her gender identity I think becomes very interesting mm-hmm. um, both because of the the, you know, kind of unusual romantic subplot, but also because they seem to be wanting her to be liberated from the constraints of, of girlness, you know, so I thought that was interesting. Anyway, so but then she gets to Chicago.
0: <laughs> and I and I must say that they do not show the hot spots of Chicago. If you were just to see if you had never seen Chicago and you wondered if you should visit, you would not go just by watching this particular episode. <laughs> it was not very 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 nice, but um, yeah, I mean it was it's great to see the metamorphosis as it were of L because we we go from you know bald girl in a hospital gown to, you know, when the hair starts to grow out, the, her character starts to grow as well. Um, you know, in this, in this uh, place, she's slicking her hair back. They're doing the, the makeup on her. And um, uh, I, I like the look. I got to say, I like the look, but I knew it wouldn't last. It was it was fun to watch though.
2: Yeah, it was it was definitely short lived. It just was not going to make it too much outside of there. I was just trying to look to see if they talk about where the Chicago. Apparently, the 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 Chicago locations might have actually been shot in Chicago.
0: Um, it, it did look like it, but it's just you know it was the it was basically around. It was the bad parts of downtown, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but I, I um, I do um have here on IMDb that um, there was a goof upon Eleven's visit to Chicago establishing shots of the Chicago skyline include buildings that weren't built in 1984, including two Prudential Plaza, which was constructed in 1990, the Trump International Hotel in 2009, and the Blue Cross Blue Shield Tower, which wasn't built till 2010, and some others.
1: One thing about this, speaking of it being in 1984 and, and kind of being stuck in time, was I did feel this season there it was a little bit too on the nose all of the 80s references they they, they were making, particularly towards the beginning of yeah. the season. It just felt like they were they were forcing so many uh, pop culture references in there.
0: And I wonder for this audience, you know, how many people actually got them all yeah you know i mean it was fun for us to watch it another imdb uh, little trivia thing is that the skateboard that when we first see max um she kind of um and i i am not part of skateboard culture so what is it where you kind of pop it up and ollie i don't know you see that you see the bottom apparently the bottom looks a little bit like the hoverboard Ah. in back to the future two is it two
1: yes okay that's right yeah yeah.
0: Mhm. But again, how many folks and you know, the old people like Ralph and myself, <laughs> we might we might get that. So, I think it was I don't know. I mean, I think for for maybe for those of us who would see them, it seemed forced, but for most people, probably didn't even notice it. It was just a, a little laugh, I bet, for the brothers.
2: I just, I think it's always interesting for Pete, you know, when I think about that as a historical artifact, right, of a particular period.
0: But the hoverboard? And, and then, well, no,
2: the idea of the <laughs> 1980s being reconstructed inside of the show and all these yeah. little bits and pieces of the culture that, you know, whenever where, whenever you think about the time and place you're living in right now, you go, now what's going to, when they decide to do this what are they gonna pick out okay what are the what are the little bits and pieces that are actually going to be representative of this chunk of time that they're gonna do you know 20 30 years from now to say oh yeah that was just like 2017 yeah. <laughs> yeah so
1: I went this this last weekend and saw Ladybird which is set in 2003 mm-hmm. which which is my high school time and this is the first time that I think I've ever seen uh, a, you know a, a movie try to harken early uh millennium culture and that was the the first time for me to experience anything like that which was interesting and as it turns out it's like puka shell necklaces and dave matthews band is, <laughs> is what they've decided to reference for the for the early 2000s well that's not too
2: insulting and reductive <laughs> no, now is it
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> there's this there's this great scene of this guy going, i hate dave matthews <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, ha- I have to say, because I frequent uh, second, well, not even secondhand. I go to Goodwill's a lot there. I just took all the mystery out of it. And there's been a lot of Dave Matthews showing up at the Goodwill. Mm. And and I'll pick up a lot of stuff. I just bought two Peter Atrusko albums and some other stuff. Uh, I'm not buying the Dave Matthews. yes yeah. I'm leaving it for somebody else who needs it much more than I do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what so, else go, oh, there was go one, ahead. There
2: was one, I was just going to mention one other. Can we talk about monsters for a minute?
1: Yes, I, that, I, I want to get there. Yeah. Oh, well, go ahead. Well, you my, can... my, my, my I was going to talk about like we had the Demogorgon last time. We had the shadow monster this time. Um, let's talk about that as a plot itself, which personally, I found it a little complex and a little hard to follow. And I was hoping you can explain it to me. At which part? Well, the, explain whatever you want to explain. Oh, okay. But, I, <laughs> but, but hopefully okay, so, I'll learn something. So from. when
2: I'm in, – in the way that they structure this, I channel Lovecraft because these are Lovecraftian kind of – Things right, they have kind of gnarly powers, and they they have this scale um, of what they do that is really sort of like the, the realization of a lot of the Lovecraft, the Elder Ones as they're called in Lovecraft, that I think they're kind of channeling when they construct these you know enormous uh, entities that can apparently get inside of you and turn your insides into black goo. So, which we know from, uh, from Will, who's, you know, uh, and by the way, speaking of amazing actors, I thought that his performance oh, when he incredible. was yes. oh, just amazing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. This, I, I mean, he was, he was good in season one, but this season, yeah. Well, pretty much he was comatose in
2: season one, but this season, yeah, yeah, I,
0: I have to say you are spot on.
2: Yeah. So anyway, but it reminded me also, there was, there was a film and I just wanted to mention this because I think it's a film that doesn't get enough attention. There's a film called monsters. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. That's a very interesting low budget film. And I keep on telling people you got to watch this because, and imagine that somebody's making a film and it's like a guy with a camera and two actors and they decide to go shoot and and then do all of the cool stuff and special effects later and the, um, the the premise of the film and it's it's actually a very clever premise is that uh, a, an, an alien ship lands basically in the Gulf of Mexico and they all sort of go into that border area between Mexico and the US which then becomes a forbidden zone full of creatures so people can't cross it so it's sort of like coming up with a way to personify this kind of xenophobic fear of the border um, and the and the creatures that are in that area are very reminiscent of the creatures in the Upside Down. So I just wanted to mention that because I think there's almost like a, a, they're they're almost like kindred spirits in a way, um, and the effects have the same kind of like Lovecraftian echo in terms of what they do.
1: Interesting, Yvette. Did you pull anything away from this this year's uh, monsters? Um
0: Not the monsters so much, but this idea of there being this kind of and this isn't right parallel universe, but this but this but this place just on the other side they're calling it the upside down, and I wondered if they were going to somehow carry that into the next season and it's it's there i mean it's there mm-hmm. at the, even at the end of this season we're going to see it again, so this idea that there's just something creepy just on the other side, and you can even. You can even get there if you if you scratch something just the right way, mm-hmm. um, but that's you know that's kind of scary. That idea, I th- I think for kids, is a scary idea that you can be you know in your room comfortable, but just but there's like another version of it, but it's a lot nastier just over there yeah. and what that means, you know.
1: What was interesting is season two f- felt like they sort of. Uh, uh, tied a bow on on all of the stories really nicely, so we have this exit scene of the the dance that everyone ends up attending, uh, which oh, is snowball. Yeah, which is really cute. <laughs> <The> snowball. <laughs> but, uh, we haven't talked about Dustin once. Was gonna say, um, but, but yet. I
0: mean, it's tied up, but yet there's still something. There, well, yeah, yeah. That,
1: that's what I was gonna ask. Is we we just I think it just been announced this week that that season three has been. Green lit for Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 do you want out of a another go around of Stranger I, Things? I want
2: more good hair because that actually Dustin at Snowball was the third episode of perfect hair forever. <laughs> yeah. in, in that moment,
0: I, I want Will to just have some fun and not be the target of this monster. <laughs> just for one episode, I like it maybe to be somebody else. Um, and I don't know, but. I almost don't want 11 to be normal. She won't she won't be, but I mean, you know, I don't want if she settles in and gets all comfortable in this relationship with um um help me out here.
2: Is that Mike? Yeah, Mike. Yeah,
0: with Mike. I don't know. I mean, there's something it's it's still all about 11. It's all stranger things for me is all about 11. And so she you know you know now does does she go to school with everybody i mean i don't know i'm i'm a little worried about what they're going to do i'm not worried they're, they they got to figure it out these you know these brothers are amazing but that's what i'm wondering
2: now i was going to add and in, in, in both seasons we end up with the surprising flourishing of nancy where all of yeah. a sudden she has all these like you know kind of amazing skills that we didn't know she had before, like, for example, turning Steve into a babysitter and being able to fire a gun and just all this 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 astounding are so contradictory to sort of the way she's framed otherwise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The The other tool that, that makes its way back into season two is the baseball bat of nails. Except yeah. this time Max uh, takes it out on her brother. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
2: It was a it was a scary moment. Mm hmm.
0: Well, and, and, and family, speaking of family, we saw more family. We saw uh, Max and Billy's family with a very scary father, the only yeah. man who apparently can put Billy in his place. Um, we saw Luke's family, or at least the sister um, you know, most of the time these, you know, so these
1: Dustin's mom. I love the scenes of Dustin and his mom. Yeah. Which yes. Those
0: yes. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> hilarious. So, I mean, most of the time we see these young people just running around like they own the town. But, you know, but yet there are, there is family out there. and I think we saw that you know, in a real way for the first time. So maybe we'll see more of that.
2: I think it's also it can be really hard to this this was something I mentioned Ready Player One before, and I'll be interested to see how this translates into the film that I saw a trailer for recently, and it looks kind of like awesome. I guess they had an infinite amount of money to spend on it. But it's very hard to do like young boy conflict and not have it come across as kind of almost like a joke. You know, and and I thought that was one, that's one of the things that in both seasons of Stranger Things, I think they've done a really good job of restraining from being so you know boys being mean to each other in kind of a stupid way um, that it isn't interestingly complex like it ends up being, and a lot of that comes because of the conflict inside the group of central characters too, which I think they handled really well.
0: Hmm. A- again. Back to family, that group, those 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 four boys, and now bringing Max in and l. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. you know, that's a family
1: group uh, all on its own. Yeah. I want to see more Max and eleven, yeah, like that we didn't really get to see that that really happen too too much. that' That'll be cool to see if that I don't think a... that
0: they will be close friends, but they'll tolerate each other,, Yeah. I think <laughs> Max and eleven um the the thing that mm-hmm. I liked is that and even and even the cool kids they picked folks who were not perfect and who were not perfect looking the the children and teenagers they got are pretty normal average looking they're not like the beautiful people mm-hmm. and I thought that was really important to I me. Mean, even Steve who again has great hair um he has a very interesting quirky looking face you know he's not like you know um you know a New York fashion model so and of course Billy is not with you know the mullet I've already talked about that <laughs> so but I think that's important though because even the folks who are bullying the younger group you know they just look like average kids themselves themselves you know And um, I think that if they got some actors who even were very good but were too distractingly beautiful, uh, Hollywood beautiful, I don't think it would be as interesting or as nuanced as I think that we have here in Stranger Things. Yeah, and
1: I think it's – from what I understand, I'm not around any to to verify this information, but Stranger Things is huge with with kids in – Middle school in high school, like they they adore and look up to these people because of what you're saying. They're normal Mm -hmm. people that can they they can kind of see. And so they've they became sort of their own social media stars and late night Did uh, you see
0: the boys on, on on James Corden? They were singing. They were singing a Temptations type song. Oh, my goodness. Okay, everyone, you'll need to go back and check this out on YouTube. Um, you know how Corden likes to sing. Yeah. So they were all dressed uh, in these blue tuxes, and they were singing. I want to say it was a Temptation Temptation song with the requisite... Moves and turns, uh, and uh-huh. the boys are the boys can sing, they're really very yeah, good. Yeah, I think
1: Gatton, who plays Dustin, I, I believe he's been on Broadway or he does, he does plays. I mean, he's he's pretty well known in that circle, too.
0: And they were that was pretty fun, it was a great piece of late night. Gotta check that out.
2: I I, I will definitely track mm-hmm. that down. <laughs> I think just the, the powder blue suits sold me on it. <laughs>
0: Quite powder blue, but yeah, no,
2: oh, it's not. Uh, no, I'm disappointed. I like that, you know that whole powder that was a color once. Powder blue, and absolutely avocado and sunburst. Those were all, uh, all little remnants of colors that were very fashionable then that that are are gone, no longer part of this world.
1: I think the one criticism that I keep reading or keep hearing people say is that it feels a little bit slow, slow to kind of get moving. And I think a lot of that has to do with we have so many characters and there's a lot of character development that takes place in season 2 mm-hmm. and when you're working with a dozen main characters for uh for a television show Um, It it tends to be like that. But, you know, you don't get the jumpiness that you might have seen in in season one immediately.
2: I think from what I recall, I remember when I was first reading about the season because we didn't we weren't able to binge it like within the first eight hours of its appearance, which a lot of people did. And they started writing about it. But they said that very thing that it's very slow until you get to episode five and then it takes off. And doesn't stop after that, which was kind of the experience of it. I think we watched it. It's interesting how you how you do this how How did you watch it by the way
0: so i so I did binge it um right after it, as I said, I want to say I probably took two days
2: mm-hmm.
0: to watch it
1: i maybe liked, two and a half i and my wife doesn't like this, but I only like to watch like one episode at a time, anyways. I think the last two, maybe the last three episodes we watched. Uh, back to back to back but other than that it's you know it's, it's basically a week long journey for
2: me. Yeah, I think we did I think we did over probably three or four settings. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like usually an episode and a half and then it's like okay, we're done and then get back to it later.
1: The one uh, one character <clears throat> that we haven't really talked about that I want to get your as opinions on is Bob. Yay. Okay, I was hoping you were going to get to Bob. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Bob?
0: Okay. So you you know where my mind's going? He's creepy in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I got the same thing. Like, I was like, this guy is gonna he's gonna turn out. Pretty,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I
2: actually thought at one point he was gonna turn out to be like connected to the building where all the scientists are. I did too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Under the, under the guy's is Radio right, Shack. Radio Shack. Guy. Shack yeah, <laughs> love the love the Radio Shack. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's let's be honest. He was Rudy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You yeah.
0: know, he was Rudy. He Rudy. I mean, he was, you know, he was a hero at the end. I, I, I think I'm going to miss Bob. Yeah, there's
2: a, there's always one, that point where you know they're not going to make it. You know, when they get separated from the group and he yeah. gets the walkie-talkie. And as soon as he the other walkie-talkie, it's like, that guy's dead. Yeah. He's, he's not going to make it back they, they They
1: kind of, you know, just just drew, drew it out just enough. They did, because i think he's
0: pretty close to the door. Maybe That's he's right. going to get out. But then he had to go and put on the red... Star Trek
1: outfit. Oh yeah. And you knew he was a goner then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always yeah. the signs of imminent demise.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but I really inf- I mean uh, <clears throat> I I really wish we wouldn't have lost Bob because was re- it'd be really interesting to sort of continue to watch, uh, what's going on between Joyce and Hopper and Bob and sort of that love triangle, or maybe now that Bob is completely out of the picture. You know, do we see season three where there's a potential for Joyce and Hopper to get together? And what does that mean for, um, uh, for Will and 11 potentially being siblings and maybe a little bit more because they, they really haven't got to do scenes With each other, because as you've mentioned, uh, Will is either incapacitated uh, or 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 some other place. But but yeah, you've never you've never seen normal Will and Eleven really interacting in any scene.
0: So okay, so it sounds like we are shipping Joyce and Hopper.
1: We are we are
0: shipping them. I think you have to. Okay, I just wanted to double check. Okay, so.
2: I You know, I, I, this is one little, also a little quibbling thing, maybe, perhaps, but I thought that they were far too trusting of Paul Reiser and his army of evil. Like, mm-hmm. after after what had happened the previous year, yeah. it's like, nah, I don't think you should ever turn your back on these people at all, much less bring your kid and say, oh, this will be the best medical care. That was just, <laughs> that's just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: The thing about Bob, though, was I really liked how his mind worked. Yeah. In, in a very dweeby way, yes, yeah. but it was, you know, but he was, he was willing, because clearly what she was asking him to do was crazy, but he was willing to forego all that and see the pattern. I mean, I, I really yeah. love that about him. I loved, and, and that, if he had survived, I think they could have had a lot to work with. For, yeah. for three, but oh yeah. well. And
1: the small Goonies reference of him looking at, you know, the 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 paper in Joyce's house and going, oh, it's, it's a treasure hunt. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> well, really also nice. the
2: idea that I think he said his parents' house was in Maine. So it was more like oh. going back to the Stephen King thing, Oh, yeah. Okay, just, I didn't like, catch he, that. They, probably, they live in Derry. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> probably so. If you have watched both seasons then it is time for you to begin watching beyond stranger things but not before because they come well we've already spoiled it for you anyway but um but they do do a lot of clearly spoilers and um it's kind of like you know talking dead talking bad where they do the behind the scenes you know stuff on the uh on those shows um beyond stranger things is great they They have—the Duffer brothers are almost in every episode. Um, They bring the actors there, you know, the boys in Eleven, and and even—and Mad Max is there, too. Hmm. I think there are six episodes, and they are— Forty-five-ish minutes, and it's really great to get some behind-the-scenes stuff. And that's so. really
1: nice because as we moved away from DVDs, that's the thing I miss the most. Right? Is mm-hmm. the extras? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The deleted yeah.
1: scenes or uh, audio commentary. I'm a nerd for that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. here,
2: the thing I think you should watch for is that somebody is going to try to do a knockoff. And it's going to be so hilariously bad. (laughs) There already are actually a couple of things. There's one called The Dark. I haven't watched, or I think it's just dark. That looks like it might be sort of in the same, you know, general genre construction. Um, But yeah, there's going to be somebody is going to make something probably going to be like AMC, USA, someplace like that. That's just going to be like an awful variation on this thing, but it's going to be funny. Hey, well
0: <laughs> I am I am a I have become a huge Netflix fan so um you know there are there are only there's only so much time to watch things and I'm very picky now because things can be either really really great and we have talked about some great series or they can be bad um I suggest the next thing we talk about is Godless because it's amazing mm. but I don't want to see any I don't want to waste my time watching anything bad because there's too much good out there I'
1: yeah. agree with that yeah. Well, great. Well, luckily for us, the end of the world has not come for our friends in Hawkins.
2: Well, we haven't actually left the room, so we don't know what's going on out there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Maybe we should just lock the door. They do,
2: by the way, also sell Hawkins High School sweatpants at Target. This is a serious (laughs) thing, because I had to buy some for my daughter, because I have to have those. Wow.
1: All right. Well, now I know where I'm headed after this. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of Media and the End of the World.